Welcome to Hope Renewed, the podcast of PIR Ministries. Thanks for joining me for Hope Renewed. I'm Tom Jameson, and this is the in-depth podcast about pastoral renewal and restoration. It's where we explore the issues and situations that can put pastors at risk and share hope when ministry leaves us hopeless. This episode is the third and final installment of my conversation with Sean Nemechek. Sean serves as a regional director with PIR Ministries and writes on his webpage at pastorsoul.com. We've been sharing about pastors finding shalom, health, and peace through the practice of Sabbath-keeping. Sean shares from his Sabbath experience and offers some helpful tips to building a rhythm of Sabbath in your life. So the, this whole focus, I know, is born out of your own personal experience. You, you, right. know, you didn't always have this perspective. What uh, have you experienced in terms of shalom in learning to practice Sabbath in your own life? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I think one of the biggest keys for me was just emotional stability. I didn't come to Sabbath practice naturally. Uh, it wasn't something that that was easy for me. In fact, I resisted it quite a bit because of what it meant when I was a kid and growing up. But I got to a place in ministry where I was just fried. Uh, it had been a year of of conflict in the church. Um, there was difficulty between me and the, the board. I was just having trouble week to week. That d- daily or, or weekly grind of, of having to produce something new in a sermon, it just wore on me. And I found myself in a place where I, I could not have compassion anymore. It wasn't that I, I didn't have compassion. I, I couldn't. I'm normally a, a very compassionate person uh, and I just my it felt like my soul just shut down it was through that time and and it was a really stressful horrible time in life I realized I gotta make some changes so I did did some reading and found Sabbath rest was something that was recommended Pete Scazzaro's uh, writings in the emotionally healthy leader and emotionally healthy church really helped me out to understand the importance of this. So I, I just started small, uh, kind of got into a little bit of Sabbath practice to say, I'm going to just try taking a day off. I had no plan initially, and that was boring. Uh, and then then I realized, well, you got to do something with this day in the sense of connecting with God. You can't just take the day off and do nothing. Um, and so I started to invest in my relationship with God. And the more I did that, and the more I was intentional about it, uh, the more I found that the emotional stress at church uh, didn't affect me as much. It, it regulated my anxiety. It um, helped me to be more present to people uh, when they needed me, that compassionate, caring um, part of me came back. Uh, really, just overall ministry, my ability to minister to people uh, went to a much deeper level. Uh, I started getting comments about uh, my sermons that I hadn't gotten in a long time, you know, uh, because there was more depth to everything. 
uh, more depth of relationship with God, and I was able to speak from uh, that better place. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, Sabbath rest really, it, it just brought me back to me, to who I am in Christ, and uh, helped me to to separate my my identity from the church a little bit. And so those board meetings, I didn't have to take things quite so personally. Um, I didn't have to uh, uh, stress as much because I knew God, God was going to care for his church. It wasn't all up to me. Wow. That, that's powerful. Just hearing the, the work God does when we make ourselves open and yielded to his patterns and, and uh, what he calls yep. us to. Uh, you mentioned the Scazzaro work. Any other resources that you would suggest? There, there's a bunch of really good resources on on Sabbath rest. One of my favorites is uh, Dan Allender's book in the Ancient Practices series. I think it's just called Sabbath. Uh, Wayne Mueller's got a book uh, on Sabbath. Uh, there's a Jewish author, um, Abraham Joshua Heschel, uh, has a book on Sabbath. Th- those are all good. Marva Dawn, Keeping the Sabbath Holy, uh, excellent resource. I think the the key to me is is it's not really about uh, doing it somebody else's way, mm. but finding the things that work for you to feed your soul and to free you for deeper relationship with Christ. Mm. So, what would you say? How would you encourage the pastor who's saying, "Nice idea." There's no way I can make this work. That's, that's like every pastor I talk to about this. Um, I, I think the first, the key to, the, to it is, is recognizing that this is more important than, than just about anything we have to do this week. If, if we don't get the sense of the importance of Sabbath rest, uh, then we won't do it. Uh, it has to be a priority. Um, it has to be really our the priority of our week uh, in some ways. Uh, So more important than preparing the sermon, more important than uh, even sitting with somebody uh, in grief is, is being with God in relationship. If we're not doing that, we're disqualifying ourselves uh, from ministry. So being with God in relationship is our first work. Um, And uh, it should be a joy, not a work. So I would say that, Pastor, you probably have some work to do in uh, studying why God gives us Sabbath, mm. why Jesus says it's good for us, recognizing how, how that can happen. Then the second is, is recognizing if you're going to take a Sabbath, it means scheduling time, um, blocking out that 24-hour period every week and making some hard boundaries there. I'm not going to let my sermon prep invade this day. I'm going to get my sermon prep done before uh, or after that day. So I used to take, uh, when I was in full-time pastoral ministry, I used to take my Sabbath on Fridays. I did it on Fridays because that allowed me to have the week to get my sermon done so it wasn't on my mind. Um, And it gave me the refreshment I needed to go into Sunday full. Um, just full of relationship with God, full of uh, His Word. And uh, when I when I tried to take Mondays as my Sabbath day, I would go into Sunday feeling empty, mm. and it it just it didn't work for me. Um, so Fridays were my day. 
And Saturdays were my, my day off or I do the things around the mm-hmm. house. Um, I might go to church in the evening just to brush up on a few things and, and finish up some final preps, but it was usually just a couple hours at the most. Uh, so coming into to Sunday fully rested really changed the dynamics of that day for me. So finding a, a schedule that works for you, making sure you block out the time, and then doing that advanced prep work of uh, just asking yourself, what's going to bring me joy on this day? Who, who do I want to connect with? Uh, how do I want to connect with God? Uh, what can I do that's, that's good for my body, uh, for, for my soul? Um, might even include some, some things like playing, you know, sports. Recreation, yeah. Yeah, can be a great, great uh, uh, element to a, a good Sabbath day. So, um, I found one that, that so much of this is just about how you're thinking about what you're doing. I mean, there, right. there's the, the logistics, the practicalities of doing it, but it's the mindset that you're bringing into it, moving from a have to to a get to mindset. Yes. It was huge for me. So the first few Sabbath days feel awkward. They feel weird, but it doesn't take long. Uh, when you get that regular habit going four to six weeks in, you might find yourself saying, Boy, I'm really looking forward to this mm. Sabbath day. And then after a while, you're practicing Sabbath regularly, and then you miss one. And that will really show you how valuable this day is. Yeah. Uh, because you'll be like, wow, I, I, I can barely survive this week without my Sabbath. Uh, it's, it's so important to me now. If you miss one, uh, I'd say don't beat yourself up over it. That's not what the Sabbath is about. Just get back into to relationship and, and start again. And, yeah, because we're going to miss it. It, yeah. it. It's going to happen. It happens, yeah. You know, right or wrong or indifferent, it, it just, it's the reality of it. Yep. We're worshiping a God of grace, right? Yes. Yeah. So two questions to get your uh, perspectives on. And I'll tell you the questions and then you can give me your responses. So I'm not catching you too off guard here. One is just the value of practicing Sabbath with others and how difficult that is as a pastor to do mm-hmm. that. Because everything, uh, not everything, but much of what you've said has kind of been, okay, how does a pastor experience Sabbath? But, you know, we are part of the body. And, and so is there value in practicing Sabbath with a group of pastors or somehow being attached, uh, you know, hey, I've got this group of friends, even though we're not together, we're all experiencing this on a, a Sabbath time together. Then the other question is just this whole thing of the value of practicing Sabbath with your spouse and how hugely difficult that is for pastors. One of the great discoveries when I left pastoral ministry was this thing called the weekend. (laughs) <laughs> and I got to spend it with my wife. Yes. Two whole days. And suddenly we had a day of Sabbath that we experienced together. Uh, and for her to be able to recast going to church, going to worship, not as, oh, Tom's working there and I go there, but as, oh, we're going together to Sabbath. I mean, it was huge for us, mm-hmm. almost to the point where pastors shouldn't go to church on Sunday. <laughs> but that doesn't work. So, so just, yeah, any, any thoughts or comments uh, along that line of how can pastors 
experience Sabbath in the community of faith? Yeah, uh, I think part of the answer to that has to do with our personalities. If you are an extreme introvert, for example, this is going to be a day of pulling away uh, and refreshing through solitude, probably. If you're uh, on the extroverted side, uh, you're going to want to be with people and, and maybe be with as many people as you can for a time. Uh, so recognizing which is going to feed your soul is part of it. But uh, yeah, there can be times where you, you gather with, uh, with other people. The key is to make sure there are people who are going to feed your soul and you're going to feed theirs. It's not a day to do ministry. It's not a day to complain about ministry. Sometimes when pastors get together, they end up draining one another because we just complain all the time, which also may be one of those signs we need more Sabbath rest. Yeah, I, I think it's recognizing one of the great joys in life is being with people who you just enjoy and they enjoy you. Uh, I just had a small group meeting last night and my wife and I came away from that meeting just saying, we are so privileged to be able to be with this group because they want nothing from us and they expect nothing from us. They just enjoy us. And we are in awe at that because we enjoy them too. Uh, having people like that in our lives is so wonderful. And, and really what, uh, what brings just joy to, to life in general. So Sabbathing with others is good if you can do that, that joyful um, experience and it can it can take place in any number of ways. You can have a have a fire campfire. You can go camping together. Uh, you could uh, have people over for a meal. It, it can be any number of things. And and you raise that then that other question: uh, How does a pastor Sabbath with their spouse? This one's harder sometimes because um, when you think about it, quite often uh, pastoral ministry doesn't pay enough that uh, you can just have one income, you know, uh, think of bivocational pastors, finding a Sabbath day is especially hard for them and maybe even more important for them. Uh, but uh, sometimes this, this may be where you have to break up your Sabbath into two parts and recognize we're not going to get 24 hours together, but we can get six hours together that are be all relational time and then I'll find my time with the Lord other times during the week. It's interesting that uh, some of the, the rabbis talk about uh, how the Sabbath is a day for marriage relationship. Uh, they, they even encourage couples to have sex on the Sabbath uh, and to make sure that you're connecting with your spouse. And so I, I think doing something where you you have that planned time uh, together would be good. Uh, my wife and I had a hard time doing that uh, you know, regularly, but when we were able to rest uh, and be together, it, it only helps our marriage and ministry. Mm, a, a challenge, yeah. Yeah, and, and again, be gracious, uh, recognizing um, there is no such thing as a perfect Sabbath. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're, we're never going to be able to do this perfectly. We're never going to be able to uh, observe this until Christ returns. And then everything becomes perfect Sabbath. 
Amen. And, uh, Amen. <laughs> we can look forward to that with joy. Great. Well, this is uh, really appreciate, Sean, your, your insights on this. This article from your website, pastorsoul.com, Searching for Shalom, the Importance of Sabbath Rest. You have a number of other articles there just on how pastors can care for their souls, how congregations can care for their pastors and create healthy environments. Um, appreciate your insights and, and your stories. We pray Sabbath keeping will bring a rhythm of God's shalom into your life. My thanks again to Sean Nemechek, who will be joining me now as co-host of Hope Renewed. We look forward to offering you continued encouragement, strengthening you as you serve others, and always holding out to you the hope of Jesus Christ. You can learn more about PIR Ministries at our webpage, pirministries.org. Please know we stand ready to serve you and pastors you know facing the uncertainty and pain of forced vocational transition. Thanks for listening to Hope Renewed. And remember, the hope of Christ does not put us to shame.